0: Hello everyone, I'm ASI staff writer John Cargan, and today we welcome Heather Abbott to the podcast. Heather is a survivor of the 2013 Boston Marathon bombing and founder of the Heather Abbott Foundation, which helps provide customized prosthesis to those who have suffered limb loss through traumatic circumstances. Heather is the featured speaker at the ASI Show Chicago Motivational Breakfast on July 10th. To register for the show and to purchase your breakfast ticket, visit ASIShow.com. Heather, thanks for joining me. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thanks for having me.
0: I am glad to speak with you, and uh, I find you to be very inspirational uh, in in my research to to learn about uh, your story, and I was hoping uh, that you would share some of that story today Um, and also to give us a little bit of your background of what your life was like before the Boston Marathon bombing. Okay, sure. So, uh, you know, t- tell us about what happened, you know, uh, in your life before that. You know, what what was going on? What were you doing? What was your career? Things like that.
1: Well, I was um, living in Newport, Rhode Island, and I had a career in human resources with a large defense contractor, and things were going pretty well. I was um, loving my um, summers in Newport and spending time on the beach. Um, kind of getting a little antsy in my job, and had started looking around for new opportunities. So I was thinking about moving with my company up to the Boston area and looking at other opportunities in the south. Um, things were going pretty well. I had a great group of friends uh, around the area where I lived. Um, no, no major complaints.
0: And then uh, this, this the Boston Marathon—is that something that you would always compete in, or, or you know, how did you get involved with that?
1: Uh, I did not ever compete in the Boston Marathon. Uh, I was a spectator, and it was a tradition of mine to go up to Boston each year on what we call in our neck of the woods Marathon Monday and go see the Red Sox play at Fenway and walk over to the finish line with a group of
0: friends. Okay. So uh, if you don't mind, because I'm sure you've told this story uh Probably every day since it happened, but I think that uh, our listeners are going to be fascinated by it and, and probably inspired. Can you take us through that day?
1: Sure. I had um, gone up to Boston with uh, six other friends on the train. It's about a 90-minute ride from where I live in Rhode Island. And we went to see the game at Fenway, just like we do every year. Uh, we left a little bit early and headed over to the finish line to see some of our friends who live in the city, um, and just when we had uh, approached the door of the, of the restaurant where we were about to meet there, which was close to the Boston Marathon finish line, uh, we heard the first of two explosions, um, which we immediately looked in the direction, of, but before we really had a chance to react the second explosion occurred just a few feet from where we were standing. Wow. Um, so the next thing I knew, I had been kind of catapulted through the open uh, windows of the restaurant and landed inside. Um, when I kind of came to, my foot felt like it was on fire, and I knew I couldn't get up and run. And people around me were literally running for their lives. Nobody knew you know, what would happen next. Um, so... I was very lucky that uh, a couple stopped to help me and eventually get me um, an ambulance. And I found myself in the hospital with a severely damaged foot and eventually a choice to make. Um, Doctors came to me after several surgeries and told me that my best chance at an active lifestyle would be to have my leg amputated. So that was a decision that I had to make. It didn't feel like much of a decision <laughs> because it sounded like I'd have a pretty sedentary life if I if I didn't go forward with the amputation. Um, but still, it's a difficult one to kind of come
0: to terms with. Absolutely. So uh, when when you made this decision, I mean, did, did you have time to think it over or did you have to talk to family and friends or anything or was it like split, you know, th- this is it?
1: Uh, I didn't have much time um, because... If I was not going to go forward with the amputation, uh, doctors were going to try to reconstruct my heel with other, um, other parts of my body. And, uh, it needed to be done relatively quickly. So I, I don't remember exactly how long I had, but I know it wasn't very long. And, um, it wasn't, for me, it wasn't a real, something I had to think long and hard about because I knew I didn't want to have, the type of life that doctors described to me—that um, I would have if I kept my
0: life—absolutely. Well, well, uh, you know, it's it's an unbelievable decision that you had to make, and and since you've made it, uh, you—I I think that you know your whole life has really has really changed uh, in, in the fact that you now give back. And, and try to help out other people that have gone through uh, similar circumstances with the Heather Abbott Foundation. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and what your goal was in launching this? Sure.
1: Um, I um, I guess when I you know became an entity, I had never known any other entities. Um, I didn't know anything about prosthetic legs, and um, I certainly had a lot of questions. And um, a lot of people helped me. Um, veterans from all over the country flew in when they had learned about those of us who were injured in the Boston Marathon and um, understanding that many of us had um, limbs that were lost or choices to make similar to mine. Um, They had, you know, gone through similar circumstances, many of them, in Iraq or Afghanistan, and had lost limbs themselves. So um, having them come out and kind of being able to see them and ask them questions really gave me a lot of hope and, um, and was very helpful to me in understanding what it would be like to be an amputee and kind of having them as resources. Um, so I understood the importance of, you know, being able to kind of pay it forward in that way. Um, and I eventually became an amputee peer counselor where I was able to go to hospitals and visit with other people, mostly women who had undergone recent amputations and were kind of in a similar situation to me when I was first injured. I was able to help them out and answer questions for them. As time went on, I began to to understand how expensive these prosthetic devices were and that, you know, you don't just get one and that's kind of the end of it. Um, They have to be replaced every three to five years for wear and tear. And there are different types of devices needed for different types of activities. Um, for example, if um, you're someone who's active and likes to run, uh, there's a special prosthetic leg that you would use for running. You wouldn't use the same one that you walk in. Um, however, health insurance typically only covers one, what's used for walking, and they are very, very expensive. Um, you know, they can range anywhere from ten dollars or $15,000 to upwards of 100000 depending upon the type of device that it is. And visiting these, these um, other amputees and, and showing them my prosthetic legs that I was fortunate enough to receive through um, char- other charitable organizations and donations because of the um, notoriety of my particular injury, um, you know, it just didn't seem right that I, that they, I knew that they probably wouldn't be able to afford these devices. Um, So for me, it was important to find a way to kind of give back um, because they were so important to me in getting my life back and being able to resume the activities that I did before I was injured. Um, I wanted to be able to make that possible for other people, and that's really what inspired me to start the Heather Abbott Foundation.
0: That's incredible. And that is definitely something that people don't even think about is is the cost and the maintenance and the uh you know what you have to go through to when, when you have these uh prosthetic devices um you know what in in the years that you know since the heather abbott foundation has been started what can you talk a little bit about the success you guys have had in in helping out people trying to get these uh you know costs covered
1: sure uh, in december we'll be five years old and um we have raised—we're uh, two thousand dollars short of a million dollars, <laughs> which we're really excited about. Um, we're all volunteers, and we all have regular jobs, and we, so we do this on a part-time basis. And we've been able to help um, amputees all over the country, uh, ranging in age from five to fifty-eight, in getting prosthetic legs and arms and even eyes. Um, or assist them with appeals to their insurance companies or refer them to organizations who are able to help them um, continually uh, obtain the devices that they, they request. So it's been, you know, it's been an amazing experience to be able to help that many people um, in just such a short amount of time. And, um, you know, knowing that it was kind of something I never expected I would be doing, um, you know, I kind of, I guess, look back at the last five years and and feel um, very proud of the accomplishment.
0: As you should. Absolutely. It's incredible work you're doing. Um, And it's something that I think that, you know, people in our industry, the promotional products industry, that they can also learn from, that they can also take value in. We've, you know, here at ASI, we've been doing a lot of stories on companies that give back to their community, that pay it forward. Um, You know, obviously, you're an example of that. What do you think that you know aspiring entrepreneurs can learn from your experience?
1: Um, well, I guess a couple of things. I mean, I guess you know, in in a way, you know, I had never expected I would ever be running an, a non-profit organization. I didn't know anything about them. <laughs> um, so, you know, I I was able to do it with the help of a lot of other people and and. You know, kind of figuring figuring it out myself, and and reading about um, how to start the organization and how to run it, and learning from others who have had success. Um, and also, you know, other organizations have been able to help our nonprofit thrive by donating um, services or goods to our fundraising events or um, sponsorships to help. Um, to help uh, different initiatives that, that we have under, undertaken over the last five years, um, you know, without them, we wouldn't have had as much success. So I think, you know, even if you're an entrepreneur who's not involved in a nonprofit or um, a way to directly give back to the community, you certainly can find a way by assisting, assisting those who do
0: Well, I am glad uh, that I had the chance to listen to you and to learn from you today, as I know that uh, all of our members will, at the ASI Show Chicago Motivational Breakfast on July 10th. To register for the show and to purchase your breakfast ticket, visit ASIShow.com. Heather, thank you very much for taking the time today.
1: Oh, thank you for having me.
0: Have a good one.